Romans 15. Let's look at verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. So Holy Spirit is also the Spirit of love. The Spirit of love manifests God's essence in the fruit of the Spirit. God's love in our spirit makes it possible for us to imitate Him. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 5. Does God have love? Well, I suppose He does have love, but more importantly, God is love. Praise the Lord. That's who He is. When I was growing up in a certain denomination, the mentality of the teaching that we received was very much one of condemnation. Always worrying about missing it. Always worrying about failing. Really, my concept of God is that he was walking behind me with a fly swatter, and when I missed it, he'd whack me on the back of the head. Always, always concerned about the failures. Always concerned about the mistakes. Always concerned about missing it. But God is love. And even, even the fact that he knows our mistakes and he knows our failures, he loves us beside all that stuff. And the awesome thing about it is he's already made provision in the midst of all of that. That's why with God it's a matter of just keeping your heart right. Amen. Walking in love. When you know how much God loves you, then you won't worry about missing it. I think I need to say that again. When you know how much God loves you, then you won't worry about missing it. As a matter of fact, what did Jesus say to worry about? He said, be anxious. Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing. And Jesus said it like this. He says, take no thought for your life sane. Take no thought about the food you eat. Take no thought about the clothes you wear. Take no thought. What's he saying? Don't worry about nothing. Why? Because your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. Amen. When you know how much God loves you, you don't need to worry about none of those things because you know that your heavenly Father is going to provide for you. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5. Can we put this up in the Amplified, please? Verse 1. The King James says, Be therefore imitators of God. The word follower in the Greek is the Greek word that means imitators. Be therefore imitators of God as dear children. The word dear in the Greek is beloved. The Amplified says, Therefore be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example, as well-beloved children imitate their father. Now you remember Jesus said that I only do those things that the Father showeth me? Jesus saw in his spirit or in his heart. I don't believe that they were constant open visions, but Jesus very much lived a life like you and I. Jesus, the son of God? Oh yeah, he didn't live his life as God, he lived his life as a man, just like you and me as an example. And so I believe that in his heart, there were pictures and images. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about an open vision, but a prompting, a knowing, a, a vision, if you will, of what to do next. He saw, when Lazarus was dead, he saw himself not going to raise him up right away. He saw it, and so he stayed. And then he said, now we must go. If you remember the woman 
uh, at the well, the Samaritan woman. Jesus said, we must needs go to Samaria. Why must he go to Samaria? Because the spirit on the inside was showing him what he needed to do next. Well, if that worked for Jesus, do you think that we should do that as well? Do you think that's available to us as well? Be ye imitators of God as dear children. Hold your place there for a minute and go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight or hindrance and the sin or the offense which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now here it is, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher or developer of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising or ignoring the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus stayed focused on what God had for him, and on the inside, Holy Spirit led him every step of the way. And now Holy Spirit on the inside of us is the same one that's showing us what to do step by step by step by step. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs that he that seeks the Lord understands all things. When you're seeking direction from Holy Spirit and you're seeking, what do I do next? How do I do this next? How would you have me do this next? And really looking and listening on the inside, he'll show you what to do. And it might be something different than you're used to, but you follow what he's showing you. Amen? Um, so Ephesians 5.1, be therefore imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. He is the spirit of love. And if you're an imitator of God, what are you going to walk in? Love. And love will cause you to die, won't it? Cause your flesh to die out. Your flesh will want to do certain things. Remember, Paul said, I cannot do the things that I will anymore. Why? Because I'm imitating God. And when I follow the spirit of love, I'm going to do what love would do. Are you all listening tonight? So, you know, I don't know if you ever, anybody here ever thought, you know, they, you got irritated by somebody and you thought, well, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. Huh? Well, a piece of your mind would certainly not be love. Aren't you glad that, that praise the Lord, And I just got to tell you one thing. I just got to tell you how I've, what I'm really thinking right now. God loves you. I love you. And I'm going to go pray right now. It's not always good to tell people what you think. What do you need to do? You need to shut up. Bite your tongue and yield to the spirit of love. He'll help you. And you know what's awesome? When we do that, you have a sense of joy. At the moment, you might think, man, you're just, you know, your flesh has, can speak so loud sometimes, and those emotions get so loud sometimes, but on the inside, that prompting will lead you to a path of joy. It'll lead you to a path that's quiet. So you start getting in a fight with somebody, what are you going to end up having to do? Every single time, if you're a Christian, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to repent. Now you're going to have to eat 
what do they call it? Eat crow. You got to put yourself on the shame show. You got to go back and you're going to have to apologize. When if you had just learned to shut your mouth. Some of you are pretending like, oh, he must be talking to my neighbor. No, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. The spirit of love will, will lead us to walk in love. And, and, and here's the thing about it. You don't need to walk in love with people who are lovable. People who are lovable, you don't need to walk in love with them. Oh, I just walk in love with all these nice people. No, it's not the people who are nice you need to walk in love with. It's the people who are unlovable. Amen. The Bible says that God makes his, his rain shine down on the just and on the unjust. Pour down, I should say. And he makes the sun shine on the just and the unjust. God is good all the time. He's love all the time. Aren't you glad about it? Amen. Praise God. Okay, number eight. The spirit of promise. Holy Spirit is also the spirit of promise. If you're still in Ephesians, go to chapter one. And let's look at the 13th verse. Ephesians 1, verse 13. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In whom you also trusted. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. See, I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, here's what this word sealed means. This word was used um, of folks who were in high levels of authority and position, typically in government positions. And what they would do is they would have a package and they would be sending it to someone who was important. And they would take that package and they would inspect it to make sure that they knew exactly what was in there before they put their seal on it. Because once that package left and was being taken by courier to another location, that seal now represented the person who whose that seal was saying that everything in there is good, it's right, and it's exactly what's supposed to be in the package. It's perfect. So they would take time to inspect it, make sure that it was right, and then they would take wax. And once they closed it, they would take that wax and they would drip it on the edges. And then they would take their seal and they would stamp it down and they would pull it back and now let the wax dry. And now that seal was on there saying, I have now inspected the package. The package is complete. Everything in there is perfect. And now my seal is on there to say that this thing is going to get where it's supposed to be no matter what. God has now taken his seal, which is the Holy Spirit. He's placed it on us. We are now new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And he's put his seal on us saying that this package is perfect and it's going to get to its destination. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you're going to get to your destination. Tell your other neighbor, you're getting to your destination. Tell one more person, you've been sealed. Glory to God. You got the seal on the inside of you. Go to Galatians chapter 3. 
Hallelujah. When the devil sees you, he sees the seal of the Holy Ghost. When the angels of God see you, they see the seal of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do you know you're going to judge angels? Praise God. When the Bible says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels, that word angel is not talking about messenger. That word angel is the, is the Hebrew word Elohim. Elohim is the plural name for God the creator. We as man have been made a little lower than Elohim. Glory to God. And that's only temporary. Once we receive the redemption of our bodies, we are no longer going to be subject to death ever again. Glory. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14. Well, verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by... What is faith? What is faith? Faith is the channel for us to receive grace. Can you do anything to deserve it or earn it? No, but do you need to have a key? Do you need to have a channel? What's the channel to receive his grace? Faith. The just shall live by? Because God wants us to live in grace. Amen. And the law, can you do anything to earn grace? Can you do anything to deserve grace? What is it? It's a free gift. Amen. It's unmerited favor. Verse 12. And the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. And of course, if you live by the law or by the works of the law, you shall die. Amen. Verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us. What's the word redeemed mean? Bought back, purchased back, ransomed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing... Of Abraham. Glory to God. That the blessing of Abraham. Why did Jesus die on that tree? That the blessing of Abraham. Why did Jesus hang there and die for us? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus the anointed one. That we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. He is the spirit of promise. He's the one that will let you know what belongs to you. He's the one that will let you know, don't put up with that sickness. Come on, don't put up with that disease. Resist it in the name of Jesus. Stand up and take your authority. Take your position in Christ. Praise God. Amen. Okay, now let's look at the emblems of the Holy Spirit. Number one. Emblems of the Holy Spirit. Go to Matthew chapter 3. And let's read verse... Mm, let's start with verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee... And comest thou to me? 
And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer or allow it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered or allowed him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So the Spirit, one of his emblems, is that of a dove. Now write this down. A dove represents order, peace, and comfort. Order, peace, and comfort. We also see how Holy Spirit was the agent in creation and recreation. Of course, we know that Genesis chapter 1 is the, the chapter on creation, but really it's more so recreation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then we see the rest of that time, God is now recreating the earth. He's now allowing light to come back into the earth. He's now separating the waters from the earth and, and all of this recreation. Well, we might as well go over there for a moment so we can see Holy Spirit's responsibility and role in creation. We know from past classes we've already studied that Holy Spirit is just as much God as the Father. Um, and all three are just as much God in themselves, yet they're three persons in one Godhead. And we've studied how one is a uniplural word, not referring to one being, but referring to one in action, one in motive, one in, in purpose, one in everything they do. Amen? Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God, verse 1, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So we see how Holy Spirit in creation was now hovering upon the waters. But we don't see him doing anything until verse 3, when God said, let there be light. Now Holy Spirit goes into action at 180,000 miles per second, and light now shines into that place that was dark. Praise God. We also see how, um, and we read it just a few moments ago, how Holy Spirit was the crown upon Jesus when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Number two, Holy Spirit is also represents a seal that brings security and belonging. We looked at a couple of these already, uh, but let's look at another one. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And let's look at verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. One of the ways that we will also assure our heart that that seal um, is upon us is when we choose to yield to Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit will always lead us away from iniquity. And of course, we know now, and, and most of us, um, are, are most in this room, are mature believers tonight, is, is that when we do miss it, when we do fall, we don't stay in that fallen place, but we get right back up. Amen? I remember learning from Joyce Myers uh, many years ago when I first came to the Lord, 
that she talked about how when she would make a mistake and, and fail, it would take her sometimes three and four days to get over a little failure. But as she grew in the things of God, then when she would fall in those same similar areas, it would only take her maybe a few minutes to get back into that place. Why? Because she had a greater revelation of the power of the blood of Jesus. She had a greater revelation of God who is love, who began a good work in her, is able to also perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our faith grows stronger, which means our faith makes a wider channel to receive more of God's grace, and you receive it quicker. That's why as we grow up in the things of God, we learn how to yield quickly to the Spirit of God and not allow ourselves to, to have pity parties and get over in those emotional trips and, and all this kind of stuff. No, you fell. Get back up. 